Hello and welcome back to the 80s Cinema Club podcast with me, Harry Peden. That was a really good pause. <laughs> and my co-host, Alfie. Alfie. Miaman. Miaman, yep. That, that. <laughs> Jesus. We don't get any better at these as the week goes on. It's getting less and less enthusiastic, a little bit, a little bit more unhinged. Um, this week, we will be looking at the 1988 film Rain Man. Yes. That's... Alvi's going to do uh, yes, this'll, this'll the be a synopsis summary, so. uh, today. Rain Man's in 1988, as we just said, American road comedy drama film directed by Barry Levinson, which tells the story of an abrasive, selfish, young wheeler dealer, Charles Babbitt, played by Tom Cruise, who discovers he has an estranged... Oh, sorry. Who discovers that his estranged father has died and bequeathed virtually all of his multi-million dollar estate to his other son, Raymond Dustin Hoffman, an autistic savant of whose existence Charlie wasn't aware of. Motivated by his father's money, Charlie checks Raymond out of the facility, essentially kidnaps him, in which he lives, in order to return him to Los Angeles. The brothers' cross-country trip ends up changing both of their lives. Yeah. It had a budget of $25 million and made between 355 and $413 million, which is, the, I think, the biggest turnover we've had of any film on this Yeah, because I think it's it was mad. something like 50 to 60-something million domestic. Yeah. And then it was... It was the highest grossing film of 1988, I'm fairly certain. And it was for, it was one of the higher grossing films for a while until I think Forrest Gump overtook it. When that Forrest Gump? Oh, oh no, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Forrest Gump was very... Damn. I'm going to have to rewrite a question here. <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> That's great already. Likes and dislikes, Alfie. <laughs> we shall start. You really need to figure out a better way to enter these sections. Well... If you do, tell me. <laughs> okay. I will. I will. Alfie, how? What did you like about um, Rain Man? Rain Man overall, I thought it was quite good. I thought Tom Cruise's performance was quite good. Uh, he has that very good. I said very good so many times. It's not me there. He has. He's very. He's done well in portraying a character who. He's very very, off-putting at first. Really, he's very selfish. Yeah. Very aggressive, almost to everyone around him over the fact that. His father, who, as I said, the synopsis is very strange from, didn't have anything to do with for a very long time, dies and leaves a sum of about $3 million to his brother, who he's never seen, never knew existed. Well, aside from the slight thing of the whole title of the movie, Rain Man, his elder brother, who he didn't know, being called Raymond, and it being some yeah. mix of memory from when he was a kid of Raymond singing to him. Yeah, thinking because it was the he Rain thought Man, it was his the, he said friend. he had a dream of when the Rain Man would always yeah. sing to him. Whatever he was sad. When actually it was Raymond. It was Raymond. I thought, it took me ages to pick up on that, but I thought it was quite Yeah, nice. because he'd always, um, because he never knew his brother. He'd mm. forgotten. And he always had this vivid memory of it. I did, I did really like Tom Cruise. Yeah. As, as um, is it Charlie? I think his Charlie, Charlie. As Charlie. He seemed, he was a good pick for the role. Mm-hmm. Then the fact that Ray-Ban sales went up by 15%. Yes. Because he was, <laughs> no, um, he was really good. He was. I think he seemed to have the, well. the good contrast between them, between yeah. Raymond and Charlie. And that's what you needed because Charlie really didn't want anything to do with him at yeah, the beginning. He, just wanted, he, he did brother, want really. to kidnap him and he did want to say, oh, this is my brother. We're going to go to court and, mm. you know, I'm going to take all the money. He wanted but to get his Really, he'd known him for less than 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, was the just, whole film, you know, it's had, like... Had dollar signs on his eyes. Yeah. It's like a six or seven week... Uh, week six or seven day trip across the yeah. US that they do. And even just within that trip, you see uh, Charlie, played by Tom Cruise, become more and more tolerant towards um, Raymond. Obviously, there is still the issues because 
Raymond is quite high functioning artistic so his outbursts are kind of hard to deal with but you do see especially towards the end of the film Charlie Moore trying to facilitate and protect Raymond which yeah, I found quite nice it takes a while for him to accept what he's doing yeah like for to accept what Raymond's doing but when he does he then tries to defend him against other people yeah and he always tries to go oh, sorry blah blah like talk, tries to explain it to people um well, this is just obvious one. Dustin Hoffman won an Oscar for the yeah. performance of Raymond. Raymond. It was a re- he and, was really good. Like he's not autistic. He yeah. doesn't have any of the conditions that um, that Raymond does. And I think when an actor like that can play it, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah I think Dustin Hoffman did a, a because an it really amazing job. Like I've I've wrote down, it's like the representation of disability as a whole. Yeah, it's really on the side mm-hmm. of the disabled people. It definitely is. Because Dustin Hoffman plays it so like respectfully. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make a, a big song and dance. Because it's not a comedy, comedy film. Like, there's many films where you'll have a character, not exactly like that, mm-hmm. but similar, and they'll be, they'll be the comic relief. Yeah. Where you do laugh at some things Raymond does, but it's usually at the expense of Charlie. Yeah. So it's like Raymond will do something, like when he counts the toothpicks, and you'll find it funny because Charlie didn't believe he could do it or yeah. things like that. Or you'll be like, oh, wow, I can't believe he did that. And it's usually because of something Charlie did, not because something Raymond did. It's that's more the, funny. the situation that yeah. it puts Charlie like in that's funny, puts isn't them it? In. It's like when they're on the on the highway and Raymond just gets out the yeah, car he gets and stands the on the side of the road. <laughs> and Charlie's just like, he's he's get in the like, car. And he's almost like, shepherd him yeah, away and, from everyone off you know, the Then interstate. he has to drive along the entire, to the to the, um, to the slip road where yeah. he, he can get off. That was quite good, actually. I like that. So it's never, it's never trying to say that his disability is funny. It's trying to say some of the things he does because of it. Yeah, the situations like this. Yeah, right? because he's because um, Raymond has never been put in these situations. No, he lived with it's his father. Like a new world, isn't he it? Lived really? with his father until the, the incident with mm. Charlie, and then they move. He moved him into this uh, hospital. Well, hospital, it's like a home, yeah. isn't it? Assisted for, living area. Assisted living area for people with like learning disabilities, but that's where he's lived for his entire life. You yeah. see it with his schedule. It, like the entire perfect. like first part of the film is him saying like oh jeopardy on in, 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 in nine yeah. o'clock or whatever and knows he, you know, exactly when you know it's he coming. like has to be home has to i have to be home for, for this lights off for 11 30 yeah lights off for 11 30 but that's that's continued out there it gets less and less as you go through which i found quite nice because it's shown raymond sort of adapting a little bit more to life with charlie yeah which was quite still being reluctant to do it yeah still obviously there, there is still because how high functioning raymond is there is still that sort of how used to life he already is and the want for structure, but he's mm-hmm. more willing to let things go the further through you get, you know? Yeah, I really liked... A lot of the cinematography was surprisingly good for the type of film. Yeah. So it it, it is just kind of a film... It's not very an artistic film. No, There was moments isn't. like the, the, the shots of the American countryside they get Oh, there really was some good. really nice landscapes. Because obviously, shots. you've got to think that these aren't like drone shots when they oh, do the yeah. really high up ones. They're like crane shots. Like, so they've had to get that out there. And there's a bit when they're in Vegas when the camera like pans away from yeah. the car. It pans back as the car yeah. goes and you and see all the lights. There's a car behind it which is like slowing down. It was very good, actually. And it, I actually found like some bits like surprisingly quite artistic. Yeah. For, like the story it's trying to tell. It's not trying to be like visually. The story is the characters. Mm hmm. Where you get some films where it is like they're trying to show you something. This yeah. film is trying to tell you something. I like the, the, the use of the camera and sound as a whole to show the situations where Raymond felt really overwhelmed to sort of give yes. the audience a feeling of how that feels to him. 
especially through Vegas or when he's going over the bridge after they've just left uh, the car. I can't remember the name of it. As he's he's paying to like, you get the the sort of flashing, the camera cuts from him looking at the bridge, him bridge, him bridge as he's paying attention to each little yeah noise sure, the like bridge makes. Yeah, things. or even in Vegas where there's that flashing light or towards the end of the film where the smoke alarm's going off and he's completely distressed by it, and it does the use of sound and camera throughout the whole thing helps to really give the audience an idea of what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Obviously not perfectly because you can never fully convey something like that. But it shows sort of how Raymond experiences those really overwhelming situations. Yeah. It is one of those films that has a really warm story in it. And yeah. I can say that like it was a good story. Because, you know, a film usually, it always has a message. Mm-hmm. Or like an episode of TV, it always has a message. And this message is the one as old as time, it's our family. Yeah. That's really the message of the film. And, you know... Charlie does come to love Raymond yeah. in quite a convincing way. There's a lot of care for him in that final scene where he's uh, Because Charlie's realising that this is the family he wanted and yeah. never had after he left his father. Because his, one of the reasons his father was so distant with him is because he never saw his other son. Yeah. Or when he did, it was like not very often. Mm. So it's very hard for him to be living like that. It definitely is a, a very feel-good film to us yeah. throughout, really, isn't you know, it? Because a feel-good film has to have the sad parts in it or you wouldn't feel good yeah. at the end of the film. And I think this this has that because you really don't like Charlie. At the yeah, start at the, the start, they do a very good and job that, of making that's him That's the whole horrible. point. Is they're trying to make you dislike him and it works. Yeah. Because when it gets to the end and he's putting him on the train, you actually don't want him to leave Charlie. Yeah. Because you feel like he'd be able to look after him. Mm. It's very much that Raymond or Charlie's looking after Raymond, but Raymond's actually making look, Charlie yeah. a better person. Which is shown because Raymond just really he gets on the train without a second thought yeah because he is being taken around the country by mm. whatever and he doesn't really understand yeah what's going on a lot of the time he's just kind of rolling with it which does show that he is the what like it is if more charlie like charlie hadn't met him he yeah. would be the same person it's more like charlie needs raymond than raymond yeah. needs charlie really so alfie what did you dislike about this lovely film <laughs> honestly i didn't have anything that i disliked i thought that it was a very good film. Overall, there wasn't anything that really stood out that I was like, I don't really like that. Three of my dislikes all have Susanna in them. True. Susanna was a very... <laughs> uh, I didn't dislike it, but she was a bit strange. I didn't know why she was there for most I of just, it. I just didn't understand her. Yeah. Because Charlie just was a dick. Yeah. Like, the first <laughs> part true. of the film. Same and I the know he'd progressed towards the end. Mm-hmm. But, like, Susanna... Why hadn't she already left him? Yeah, they've been together for a year. Like, like the... he, he, I don't think he was abusive, but like, no, but he wasn't great, was he? He wasn't nice to her at all. Like, he had to have his way. Mm. He had to do this. He had to do this, you know. And I, so I don't know one why she hadn't left him in the first place. Yeah. Why did she go back to him? Yeah. <laughs> like it's she went strange, to Vegas it? to go meet them. Yeah. That quick phone call between the two of them was enough to completely remedy the entire I know. tension that built up and was released in that scene earlier. And then the other thing I have about Susanna is I don't totally, like, I'm not totally against this, but when she kisses Raymond in the lift, yeah, I found it slightly strange. I got I get what they were trying to do because Raymond hasn't really had that kind of connection with anyone. Yeah, 
but also he doesn't fully understand what it is. Yeah, I know what you mean. It kind of so feels... it's like I get what she was trying to do, and it was totally innocent. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't mean anything by it. But Raymond doesn't understand. So it's like when when it happened, he didn't really know how to react. Like he doesn't know how to react to many things. Yeah, it shows his entirely extreme reaction. Consensual, did it really? Yeah, which I don't. It's not a bad thing that 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 happened no, in the but film. I, I but it, I just found it a bit of a, it's a odd bit strange situation. Thing. And the other thing, this is just me with the suspension of disbelief again. Yeah, the story is so improbable. Yeah, he, he technically kidnapped someone. He does, and it wasn't didn't seem to be reported. No, the Fern watches them. The the guy who's caring for him called Fern watches yeah. the two literally walking out of the place and is like, no, no, I'm not like gonna do no matter, this. no matter how like much you say you're his legal guardian you're not <laughs> he wasn't the was police would have been called because yeah. this guy has been taken away exactly they know he's got a learning difficulty which means it's hard for him to like say no yeah because he can just be carted around and, like, oh, and go he with is it. carted around for a lot of yeah it, he it? is that's the whole thing it doesn't seem to be handled very responsibly no not really does it because yeah he literally gets taken across the, the country legal guardian because it's his yeah. brother, and in, now in his father's way. dead, so he's the next of kin. Yeah, but even then, it's not. He's not explicitly. He is still in the care of the home and the people there. It's not uh, Charlie's place technically to take him, even though it kind of it works out in the end for the film, doesn't it? Yeah, because he was never. They say something about him not being like a permanent resident. Yeah, true. He or, was there by will. Oh, I was he? there by will, not by needing to be there. That might be why, actually. Then, that but there was still, not much. It, There'd still be a meeting or something yeah, to discuss when he wanted to leave. Yeah. Like, if Raymond turned around and went, I want to leave, mm-hmm. then he would, and they'd let him, but he didn't. Yeah, they Charlie just got, essentially him. just got taken, but they weren't... Well, I mean, yeah, that's a minor inconvenience to the nice story. Yeah, the overall it, story is the same. Add to Charlie's it's more character. the logic that's not quite working there. So, rating then. Rating. So, for me, as I said, I quite enjoyed Raymond, man. Mm-hmm. I... Honestly, I'm just getting to, I've given it a seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. See, I went a bit lower because I thought um, I liked it. I mm-hmm. did like it, but there wasn't. I don't know. There wasn't anything special for me. It yeah. did seem like the thing pulling the film up was the fact he was he. They represented disability so well. True. Other than that, if it was if he didn't have a disability, and he was just taken, wouldn't make the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be quite the same. So I, I gave it a six point five. All right. Which comes out it might to, be, I think that's a seven. Yeah, well, it should be a seven. But it was, was that? So that's the same as we gave um, American Werewolf, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, nice. So Rain Man, uh, we have rated a seven. Nice, which I is a that's pretty solid fair. score for yeah. what it was. I think a seven's definitely fair for Rain Man. It's not. It's not like it doesn't break any boundaries, but it's still it's a like very, it's a very, a very influential film, film to watch. Yeah. Question time, Alfie. That's so creepy, Jesus. Well, we question time. We oh don't God. have a jingle for it yet. Okay, we don't. We're not Please, that high someone production. help us. So we don't have to. Yeah, can somebody send us free jingles? <laughs> Maybe it's just a suggestion. Um, no, we're going to be asking the questions. Uh, fuck. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> it's questions whoa, this swear, week. Swear. <laughs> it's questions this week. Yep. Um, I don't know what the scores stand at from last week. I think Currently, it was 10, I think 7. ten to seven. Ten to seven. Ten seven. Okay, so right. I'm losing. Yeah, I'm the lead seven. Off here? Yep, Alfie, you're gonna start. I'll see if I can get okay. it. Okay, right. so in the film, which of these actors actually didn't turn down? Oh, sorry, which of these actors weren't offered the role for Raymond Babbitt? 
So the options are Robert De Niro, Michael Douglas, or Mel Gibson. Weren't. Weren't offered the role. Say it again. Uh, Robert De Niro, Michael Douglas, or Mel Gibson. So one Michael these, Douglas. Michael Douglas was not offered the role. Yeah. Robert De Niro, Mel Gibson. I thought, I I, think I thought I'd seen that. There's, oh, I can't remember the other one. I, it there was another, one of the yeah. very prominent actor offered it. Imagine if Mel, Mel I, can't, I can't imagine Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. That'd be pretty funny, wouldn't it? The Passion of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't play him, but he directed it. Like, that's his... He, he made that film. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Alfie. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give We're you one. We're off to a good start. My question is... Okay. What airline does Raymond say never crashed? You don't <laughs> get any options. As you... I know this one because... Oh, come on. It's Not... still... It's still... Unless I'm wrong, has yet to crash, and it's Qantas Airlines. Qantas never crashed. Yep, Qantas never Qantas crashes. Never crashed. From 1921 to 2021, it's yep. never crashed. Thanks, Alfie. <laughs> I'm not doing good in these questions, though. No worries. Uh, That's what I'm here for. Right, second question. Then. So, according to Google Maps today, checked as of what? April 5th, 2023. How long is the drive from Cincinnati, Ohio to Los Angeles? Oh, is it 2,460 miles, 2,160 miles, or 1,860 miles? The middle one, 2,000, was it 2,100? It is 2,100. Yes! Oh, <laughs> yes! this is getting close here. This isn't good. Yes! Right. Straight Ooh. down the middle. Man, right. man, man. I need to stop doing that. I need to go, like, compress- I do it every time. I need to make it progressively higher. Number two. What film score composer had their big break with this film? This was Hans Zimmer's first Hollywood film production. Well, major, major one. That is correct. That's Hans Zimmer's been mentioned in questions two Hans times. Zimmer. Uh, last He's week a recurring theme in this podcast. Yep, Alfie is correct as it was his first oh, big Hollywood film. That's perfect, that. Okay. Great. So, in 2012, one of the Buicks used in the film went up for auction and was bought by a private collector. How much money? I'm going to give you... You can get like a rough ballpark here. I'll give it within like $10,000. Was it bought for? Oh, yeah. You've just got to guess. I want to make this one more interesting. There is options, but I feel like I've, I've messed it up again. The Buick. It is quite a lot. I'll give you that. You know, you know, we can have two guesses. I can have two guesses. Yeah, so you can guess okay. one if you're really far off. Will you tell me if I'm like higher or lower? Yeah. For the first guess, okay. Yeah. 850,000. Lower. <laughs> Quite okay, a bit so lower it, than that. Okay, so it's not like in the millions. Then. No, no, it's not in the millions. 200,000. Oh. You better not tell me it's like 180,000. It's 170,000. Oh, oh. That's so close. Come yeah. on. Well, if one to be really pedantic, it's 170,500. Oh, no. But that was pretty close. Okay, that's... I see. Can I get another clean sweep okay, this week? Right. <laughs> you are. Let's see. Let's hope. True or false? It was the highest grossing <laughs> film of 1988. <laughs> hmm. I, I, again, Please. I'm not entirely Please, certain on this one, you know. But I feel, I feel like it might be true. Oh dear. Yeah. yeah. Just, a, just a hint, you know. Yes, it's true. Oh, oh three Fantastic. points again this week. 
two weeks uh, I've stopped her from getting three out of three on really technical and finicky questions because you literally we talk about every question that I've done like in the likes and I can't your questions are so out there in mine I'm like I thought oh these are really hard I like to, I like to really them. look at the film you know and try and get a good idea okay well there you go then Alfie. What? how relevant do you think this film is to there I'd still say it's fairly relevant uh, again as we said the representation of autism through Daniel Hoffman's portrayal is is it Dan, no, Dustin Hoffman Daniel Hoffman Daniel New York new actor there uh his portrayal of, auto- of autism it's sort of i guess disruption to a person's person's normal life and how it can be kind of debilitating for some people yeah is quite well done i think it still holds up and has a message it can be appreciated to death yeah i think the main thing to take away from it is it's one of the most like accurate performances yeah of the character it's based well not the character the, uh, the real life person it's based off mm. I don't think it does it really respectfully. It is, yeah. And you really can think about it when you watch it, and like, it's a it's a fun film to watch, really. Like when you cut cut down to like the vaguest oh, yeah, scenes, they're all is. like fun things to watch. But it has a heartwarming message, it definitely does, which makes it like. I, I mean, Dustin Hoffman winning Oscar, I yeah. think it was totally deserved That's for that. Deserved. Totally deserved. So I think it is definitely on the scale of like definitely like should watch today. I, I would definitely recommend it as a, a film to watch today. Balls. And that was episode <laughs> six of the AT Cinema Club. Yes, yes it was, Alfie. Um this week I think uh, we covered Rain Man. Like, yeah. Uh it was a great film. It watch. definitely was, yeah. Definitely. Very enjoyable different from other things we watched it was a more straightforward yeah. film we've, we've definitely broadened out with these last three films we've done we've gone yeah, this, we shot we, very we straight down horror comedy horror comedy uh, road trip comedy um, drama drama that you, yeah. <laughs> you put a mouthful it was, it was a very mouthful thing that I got and we did um, an LGBTQ romance drama yeah Set in a dry cleaners. Set in a dry cleaners. So we, we're definitely branching out from definitely sci-fi. Uh, bring on to next week. We'll be covering the 1980 film Raise the Titanic. <laughs> Which it looks shit. It it's gonna be shit. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> it, it's got a, a solid 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, just for a little sneak peek oh, there. Is, so look this forward is to it. It's gonna be fun. Uh, yep. As usual, please, please, please go follow us on all the social medias. Alfie. Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Yes, there you go, at the 80s Cinema Club. Um, yes. We'd love you to get in touch if you can, if you want to be part of the podcast, if you just want to tell us how bad we were. Yeah. Let us know what us... you thought of the film we just reviewed if you yeah. watch it. Give us a whole paragraph, an yeah. essay. Tell and us how, if it, I get really close to the, the microphone, it makes for a really bad listening experience. Please don't talk close to the microphone. I'll, <laughs> leave. I'll leave that in, but you know. <laughs> um, yes, please uh, go follow us on the Instagrams. Please message us if you liked it or you disliked it. Oh, section that, of the podcast. That's a, that's a, of the that's podcast. A, Jesus, this is. We're, we're not really scraping at this. the bottom of the barrel here. We've recorded the last three episodes all together, so we've been sat here for a while. Okay, well, you know, we thank you all for listening. As yes. usual, please tune in for the next episode on whatever it is the Titanic is. I'm, I assure so you, fun. it will be good. Oh, it'd be fantastic. 